Wednesdays after worship when everyone had the pastor for lunch. <laughs> Bill knows what I'm talking about. I mean, one of those days when they ate the pastor for lunch, like ate up the pastor for lunch. I know that's something none of y'all would ever do. But you know those times when there's more said about what happened or maybe didn't happen in the worship service than who was wearing what and some of the other interesting things we tend to talk about. Uh, And probably there was more talk about what or what didn't happen in worship than uh, the roast that mom made for lunch. No, the talk on this day was all about the answer to that question that everyone around the table was asking. And not just around the table, but around town as well. And the question was, did you see that? Were you there? Referring to the look on the face of this notorious demon-possessed man when Jesus spoke to him. I mean, everybody was talking about it. Some people were asking about the look on other faces. Not just the face of the demon-possessed man, but the look on the faces of the scribes. Those experts in the law. And experts on how to make all things in order. And not just things, but people. They were pretty good about managing other people's lives and measuring them up according to the law. But there was also some talk around the table about the look on the faces of people who were there in worship. On this particular day, they were faces that had the look of sheer amazement. And as Mark mentions in the Gospel several times, they were amazed at what they were seeing. They were amazed at what Jesus was saying as they watched Him, as they listened to Him. And then there was the face of Jesus. Some of the group noticed how the face of Jesus was surprisingly calm, showing more compassion and concern uh, about this demon-possessed man who boldly confronted him with this question right in the middle of worship. If Jesus were texting with the man, his face would be the smiling emoticon, right? Can't you just see Jesus texting? Just think for a moment. Jesus texting on an iPhone 10. He might even use uh, one of the other fancy emoticons, but probably one that was smiling, not the one with the red, hot, angry face. Jesus' face was calm. It was serene. It was compassionate. And so these were the observations producing the talk around the table and the talk around town that day, and then the talk that continued uh, for days and weeks to come. And really, the talk that is still going on, even as we are gathered here this morning. What was behind all of the talk is what was behind all of those faces. The demon-possessed man certainly had a lot going on behind that most visible contortion on his face. I chose the image that you see there uh, as, I think, a pretty good demonstration of what his face must have looked like and how he must have reacted and responded to the things that were going on, not only all around him, but the things that were going on deep down inside of him. 
behind it was a, a contorted soul, this contorted face, one longing to take back its intended shape. Behind it was a person, a child of God. So let's refer to him that way, shall we? Let's give him a name. From now, from now on, let's call him Jim. Not call him by the name of the demons that were haunting him. Not according to whatever disease he may have had. But realizing he was a child of God. Jim. Jim must have felt that no one noticed him. The real person who he truly was. Have you ever had that feeling? People just don't recognize you. They walk right past you. Or maybe if they do recognize you, they give you a look as though you're not real. Or they say something about you that doesn't represent you at all. I think that's how he felt. I mean, it seems like all people, his family, his neighbors, his co-workers, the strangers that he encountered, all they ever saw was who the unclean spirit in him had turned him out to be. He couldn't remember who first said that he had an unclean spirit. That's what Mark calls it. This unclean spirit that was inside of this man. But the description stuck. It stuck everywhere he went. There goes the man with the unclean spirit. Oh, look. Right here in the midst of worship comes the Man with the unclean spirit. You better not sit next to him. You better not talk to him or you might get dirty too. And rightly so because Jim felt unclean. He felt dirty most of the time. Whether it was something that was real inside of him or just the things that other people had attached to him. It was that feeling of having a stain that doesn't belong to you and you you just can't get rid of it. No matter how many times you wash it or scrub it, the stain is still there. And maybe all you're doing by scrubbing it is making it worse. Well, Jim was learning to live with it. Trying to ignore it like a dirty spot on your favorite shirt or that drop of red wine on your living room couch. And I hope it's not a white living room couch. Living with it, though, was proving to be impossible for Jim. People, I mean, even those that he knew well in his place of worship, where he would go uh, as much as he possibly could, would prove how true that was for him and how impossible it was for him to get rid of this stain. But on this day, what he thought would be just another day going to the synagogue, things would change for Jim. There he sat trying his best to be reverent, to be attentive and quiet as God's Word was taught. The unclean spirit, however, was doing just the opposite. Was doing something inside of him that he really couldn't restrain. And that unclean spirit began to rumble and began to shake with increasing fervor within him. And the unclean spirit had reared its ugly head just like in times past. But this time it was stronger than he had ever experienced in his life. 
And though he tried to suppress it with all of his might, he lost control of this unclean spirit. It all started when the new teacher, when Jesus came into town and began to teach. It's as if his words were pulling levers inside of him. Especially when Jesus spoke directly to him. Spoke directly to his particular need. And when that happened, it was more that Jesus was responding to the question that just erupted within him and then blurted out, what have you to do with us? And if I had one of those demonic voices, I think, Bill, you've done one of those, haven't you? Yeah, Yeah, okay. Um, And maybe have Clay do some reverberation or something. I could make it sound like uh, what Mark describes it to be, that all of these demons were speaking at one time. And maybe, maybe, maybe his, his head was spinning. Maybe all that kind of stuff was going on. Mark just, as always, keeps it rather simple, gets to the point. But what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Can you imagine if the person sitting next to you this morning started uh, to rumble and started to shake, and then just blurted those words out, what would you do? Be a little awkward, wouldn't it? Be a little uncomfortable in here. We've had a few things like that happen in here before. Then he says, have you come to destroy us? Or this voice of demons, have you come to destroy us? Now, Jim was typically not one to ask questions or even say anything at all. I mean, anywhere, even in school. These were just not a part of his personality. But this time, it just came out of him. He knew his unclean spirit caused him to act impulsively before, but this was a force that he had not ever dealt with in his life. No, not, that is, until those words were spoken. Not until Jesus began to speak, things changed in his life. I'm wondering if any of us can relate to Jim this morning. We may not believe in demons or spirits or anything of the like. Or we may know them to be real. Maybe we've even had some experience with such things. We think they are what other people have. They are what other people get. These demons of an unclean spirit. But maybe we can relate on some level to what it is like to be possessed. To be possessed by something that we can't seem to change. Or we know what it's like to try and live in this world where evil comes at and maybe even in us with such force that it shakes us to our core. Like a tornado that we spot on the horizon or a fire that we can't contain. Jim's unclean spirit may sound all too familiar for us as surely we know what it feels like to be dirty. Even if we look immaculate on the outside, we have our best Sunday face on. But perhaps we know that it's not so clean on the inside. 
Even if no one talks about our dirt behind our backs, it's there. And we see and we feel it, just like Jim did. But we may also identify with Jim and how he struggled with this force that is greater than himself, greater than ourselves as we live in this world. Such forces are in our world today. Forces of greed, selfishness, violence, physical and mental illness, racism, bigotry, xenophobia, homophobia, injustice, deception. And as you can see in the image, uh, there are lots of things that come against us and come against Jesus as well. These forces present a very clear and present danger to our freedom as Americans, to our existence as humans, and to the survival of our planet. We are a world in struggle against the forces that possess us. But what's good news for us is what's in the very middle of that picture, and that is Jesus. As we identify with Jim, we recognize that what happened to him can happen to us as well, even right here in this place of worship today. The same force that freed Jim from his demons is one that will free us as well. We too can experience the transformation that happens when we hear the Word of God that Jesus speaks to us. Have you had that transformation in your life? Anybody? Have you experienced the reality of the change that comes in our lives when Jesus speaks to us? When we encounter Jesus as teacher and healer. And when we allow Jesus to say to the forces that possess us, be quiet. Be still. Know that I am God. Come out of Him or come out of her as Jesus speaks these words to those things they must obey. The forces of evil will shake and shriek. It might get kind of noisy in here. It might get kind of noisy in your life. As God delivers you from from the things that hold you down, the things that captivate you. There might be some shrieking as they make their way out of and away from us. And we too will be among those who are amazed at what Jesus has said and done. Let us pray.